three, two, one. He's, He's real. real! We, we found, found him. him! Welcome to this special episode of Mega 64-inteen. We're talking cryptids today. You look like you're dressed up as the cryptid hunter. I feel like I, I, I feel like I look like the dude from Blues Traveler. You're like the dude from Blues Traveler meets Steve Irwin. You're like Ooh. Blues Irwin out Blues here. Blues Irwin. We're here in San Diego, California, just outside of San Diego, California, where we have found the world famous Ranchita Yeti, the Ranchetti. This guy <laughs> is inspired by a bunch of local legends. You probably didn't know we have Bigfoot in San Diego. You I didn't. You probably didn't know we have monsters. You didn't know no, that? No, I didn't at all. Well, you're standing in front <laughs> yeah. of him right now. I love his hands. He's got like perfect manicured nails. All right, well, I might need to step away for a minute and let Johnny have some alone time oh, with God. the Ranchetti here. That's okay, because <laughs> we have a lot prepared for today's episode. Yeah, yeah, we really do. We're gonna be talking local legends here in San Diego. We're yeah. gonna be talking about local legends from where you're from yeah and we're just about one mile away from the edge of the anzo borrego desert where my favorite possibly my favorite american monster of all time the anzo borrego desert ambling skeleton i'm going to share that story with everybody today uh in just a moment so stick yeah. around this is a wild episode this is a crazy episode we came out we drove two hours to get this intro so don't let this shit flop All right, we're standing here at the edge of the Anza Borrego Desert. It is hot as fuck out here. It's over 100 degrees. Uh, and this is the biggest desert I've ever seen in my life. I don't think I've ever actually quite seen the desert before. This thing is awe-inspiring, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think about this, Johnny? This looks like exactly what you see when you uh, are on a plane. Also, it wouldn't be a podcast without this phone going off. That's hilarious. How do they always call me? In the me desert. On Mega 64 and team. Literally fuck off with these robocalls. Jesus! <laughs> uh, take a look out here at this wide, vast desert. I told you that this was the home of my favorite cryptid. Definitely my favorite ghost story from San Diego. The Anza Borrego Desert Ambling Skeleton. Ambling Skeleton. We're supposedly in the late 19th century, I'm talking 1800s here, after oh. the Civil War, a couple of old prospectors were out here in this desert exploring these mountains, looking for gold. Oh, shit. Supposedly, there's two parts to this story. Okay. Supposedly, there is a lost gold mine Okay. somewhere in these mountains, somewhere in this desert. And there's stories of Native Americans from a long time ago producing gold and saying it came from these hills. Okay. But people don't know, like there's no known uh, gold mines here. They're all tapped out. Uh, so in looking for some of these legendary gold mines, apparently these prospectors found uh, this ambling skeleton walking through the woods. I'm gonna tell the story once we get back into the studio yeah. in just a second. Um, but the newspapers wrote all about it and it caused a little bit of an uproar. The first of many times that uh, in San Diego history where stories of monster sightings caused people to go out hunting these cryptids, much like we're doing here today. Yeah, I'm, I'm like genuinely like, I I feel like a weird like energy. I'm not even joking or like playing to the camera or anything. I just like feel, I don't know if it's just like being in nature here, but like I can see there being a walking skeleton out being out here. I it does feel like uh, being out here, away from the city. It's super quiet. Yeah. It, it feels like. You know, some of these parts may have been undisturbed for hundreds or thousands of years. Yeah. 
and there's definitely a sense being here that this place is so big and so expansive, there's no way to know what's in these mountains yeah, or exactly. in this desert. There's, there's de definitely a feeling here, like a mysterious feeling being here. As you can see, it's expansive out here. Uh, it's crazy. We're right on the edge of the mountain. So, we, I mean, we were at the top of this mountain and we came halfway down and I thought we were at the bottom. And then we came around <laughs> a corner and we still had so much more to go. It's so hot up here. I could feel my shoes like melting. Yeah, we parked the car and waited for a few minutes and we got out. It definitely smelled like burnt rubber. Yeah, so. I don't know if that's, yeah. Like sulfur out here. The car's overheating. We might get stranded. Yeah, we might be fucked. All right, here we are safely back in the studio after our journey out to the sites in what are you talking San about? Diego. We're in the woods. Yeah, right. <laughs> after our journey out yes. to the haunted desert. We're back now. I told you that desert was haunted. And obviously we saw that the giant Sasquatch statue was there. Yeah. But I tried my hardest to find some actual source material okay. about that area. Yeah. And I mentioned while we were there, one of my favorite cryptids from San Diego was the ambling skeleton of that desert. And I'd like to share that story with you Please. and our audience right now. You saw the location. We took you to the edge of the haunted <laughs> desert. But what exactly is out there? Well, supposedly there is an eight foot tall skeleton that haunts that area of southwest San, uh, California. Were you going to say something? No, I was just going to say it's fucking tall. That's like oh, taller than the Resident Evil lady. I know. Eight and, feet tall. And also, but it's not as tall as that that giant uh, skeleton that everyone's buying during Halloween. Yeah. That so guy's 12 foot. Imagine like uh, in between. two thirds of that thing coming yeah. for you. Ooh. So uh, I, I kind of mentioned when I was out there, but supposedly there is a legendary lost gold mine somewhere out there in that desert okay there are so many stories going back almost 200 years of people searching for this lost gold mine and all over southern california there are actual documented pioneer museums talking about some of the people who have gone on this expedition to find this lost gold mine Okay. The story uh, of the gold mine starts when some pioneers entered California from Utah trying to sell some pelts that they had and for whatever reason were blown off course. Some people say they got caught up in a sandstorm. Other people say they got lost. But they climbed a hill to find their bearings and uh, this prospector I can't, I can't find his name in my notes right now. I believe his name actually was um, he went by the name Peg leg. <laughs> I'm trying to find his last name here. Uh, but, but old peg leg, old peg leg. God, I wish I had his full name. Cause Me peg too. leg was his nickname. All the people in uh, the, on this story have like old West names, like charm, uh, Clem and, and Bobo Clemens or whatever. Bobo Clemens. Uh, but this, this lost mine is known as peg legs mine. I can't find his actual name, but he climbed up to the top of a hill and he found these black stones that were particularly heavy and he thought that they had copper inside of them. Okay. But he found out that they were pure gold inside. And so he, from that point on, tried to find the source of that gold out in the desert. So supposedly there's a lost mine out there. Now we get to this skeleton because apparently people uh, searching for this mine have come across all sorts of cryptids out there in the desert. Damn. Uh, ape men, 
phantoms, and the ambling skeleton. The first person to see the ambling skeleton or the phantom skeleton was a prospector who went by the name Charlie Arizona. He's said <laughs> to be a wise desert hand. I... <laughs> So we got old Pegleg and Charlie Arizona. I look like, the way I'm dressed right now. You I look, look like Charlie. I look Arizona. like my name would be Charlie Arizona right now. One night, Charlie was camped on the western edge of the Badlands of uh, the Anzalborigo Desert when something scared his burrows. Walking over to investigate, the prospector spotted an eight-foot-tall skeleton just eight around footer. 200 yards to the east. Okay. Yeah, an eight-footer. The skeleton had a lantern like light flickering inside its ribs and Charlie swore he could quote hear his bones rattling as he like disappeared over the ridge. That there, is awesome. There are other stories from this desert of uh, desert fires that people describe seeing fireballs in the desert okay. and they fireballs that would even like shoot up into the sky and explode. Uh, I don't have too many stories here, but I did read about these fireballs in my research of the day. I was looking for any paranormal activity that had taken place in that desert. Okay. So I heard about these fireballs, but then connected to these fireballs, this skeleton supposedly has a fireball inside his chest. As the story goes soon, almost all the Borrego regulars knew about the phantom and mm. had began uh, search parties looking for this skeleton. Now, apparently two prospectors whose names have been lost to history, unfortunately, because it's probably something like, uh, yeah, it's probably something cool. Yeah. Like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, gold piece, Pete, gold piece, Pete and, uh, peg iron shooter or something. <laughs> oh, two men whose names are now lost to history, track down the skeleton for themselves. Apparently after three nights of hunting the skeleton, they spotted an eerie light mm. bobbing around the Borrego Badlands. They approached it, and sure enough, it was a skeleton running around, quote, crazily in the black night. They took off after it, and they chased it at a top speed over the hills and through the valleys. Uh, one of them even took a shot at the, quote, shambling phantom. These are, uh, this is drawn from an old uh, newspaper article okay. here from San Diego. I like the term shambling phantom. The shambling phantom. Um, after about three miles, the skeleton lost the pursuers in the dark. The skeleton from that point on was seen around town, though infrequently, usually in the Badlands, and a story began to grow up around it. It is said that the skeleton is the spirit of a man who had found and appropriately worked the phantom mine, Old okay. Peglegs Lost Mine, but had died in the desert, and his body had been reduced to bones by scavengers and heat. And his ghost, in the form of a huge eight-foot-tall skeleton, wanders the night desert around the old phantom mind chasing off all intruders that's awesome that's the story of the phantom skeleton of the anza borrego desert that sounds like something that you'd see at like knott's berry farms like they would have like a ride about i the wish they did phantom. i wish they did yeah but that's not the only cryptid from that desert um dude seriously if you mm. look at google maps just a few miles from that lookout point we yeah. were at is this place called the borrego sink okay. uh and it's an old prospecting area where people pan for gold and they look for this mine. And apparently Southern California Bigfoot experts say that the Borrego sink is a hotbed of activity for desert ape men. <laughs> Going as desert ape men. As far back as uh, uh, apparently there was an incident in 1939 
which a prospector at the Borrego sink was camping there alone at night when he was confronted by a pack of hairy two legged creatures, ape men covered with white fur or silver fur. Like the Yeti. Like the one we saw. Like Holy the, shit. Like the statue that we saw. That thing was modeled after the Badlands ape men. Dude. Uh, not only did they have white or silver fur, but they had red eyes that glowed in the dark. Because every true cryptid has yeah. red eyes that glow in the dark. Yeah, they have red eyes. Yeah. Um, 30 years later, uh, most people met this story with skepticism until okay. about 30 years later. That would be 1969. Nice. A well-respected desert wanderer by the name of Harold Lancaster confirmed to skeptics that some kind of strange beast was roaming the Anza Borrego Desert. He claimed that while he was camped in the same area, he was startled by giant ape men approaching. He grabbed a shotgun, fired a warning shot, and the ape men jumped a good three feet off the ground before hightailing it back into the mountains where they came from. That's wild. Not only that, but we were in Ranchita, yeah, which is about a 40-minute drive um, next to the mountain town of Julian. Okay. And I've there are Sasquatch sightings reported in Julian as well. Julian is famous for its apple pie and apple orchards. And in the, in the mid-70s, in the mid-70s, there was, and I kind of mentioned this when we were out there, a psychologist from San Diego claimed to have seen Sasquatches eating apples in the orchard and peering into his house window at night. That's horrific. Dude, there are stories of ape men, Sasquatches in San Diego. Going back, um, you know, over 100 years. Who knew? Yeah, I, I certainly didn't. Like, yeah, there's I'm, a I'm lot. Just, I'm not even being facetious. Like, I genuinely didn't know there was a lot of like, uh, Sasquatch esque folklore. I cryptids. honestly didn't either. And this, yeah. I'm only scratching the surface because we didn't even visit a part of San Diego closer to where we are right now, called Proctor Valley, where there's an old dirt road supposedly haunted by what could be a Sasquatch, but is locally known as the Proctor Valley monster. Okay. And in the mid 60s, uh, apparently some teenagers encountered the Proctor Valley monster late at night and it started off uh, a hunting fervor of teenagers here in San Diego. Apparently, it was just the popular thing to do to go out to Proctor Valley and hunt for this monster. Even uh, I think it was like Garrett's parents once. Whoa. I was talking to them and they're like, oh, yeah, the Proctor Valley monster. We used to go search for that thing in the 70s all the time. Man, that sounds like so much fun. We should like. Maybe in the future we could like I, I while doing my research, I learned there's a ton of people that just like still go out and search for a lot of these cryptids. Like you could find like camping trips that involve searching for cryptids. Bro, you don't even know the half of it. Yeah. Let me share oh, shit. some recent news stories coming okay. out of America right now. All right. You just heard about some stories from the late 18, 1900s and uh, the 70s and whatnot. But just last, uh, well, just this year, I should say, uh -huh. Oklahoma lawmakers proposed a bill for the creation of Bigfoot hunting season. In Oklahoma, Representative Justin Humphrey introduced the bill into Oklahoma legislature uh, saying that they should offer hunting licenses to anyone interested in hunting Bigfoot in their state. This is genuinely smart. 
because uh, I think is Oklahoma where people like stay, say that Bigfoot is like in actuality. You would be surprised to find out that uh, the number one I I have another article here yeah, saying yeah. that there is uh, basically a skunk ape festival mm. being launched in Florida. Skunk ape uh, is uh, the the Florida name for Bigfoot, and that article says that Florida is the third most has the third most sightings of any state behind Washington and California. So Bigfoot is seen more often in Washington and California than anywhere else in the country. But to get back to Oklahoma. Yeah, I was just going to say real quick that that's a great thing for tourism to have like a set season for Bigfoot hunting. You'll get so many people to go that way. Yeah, but what I think is kind of crazy is that they're going to sell licenses. They're going to sell licenses. Oh. They're going to monetize yes. hunting Bigfoot without any confirmation that Bigfoot is even real. I want to see what a Bigfoot hunting license looks like. Why would it be? <laughs> Sorry. What happens if I'm out hunting Bigfoot and I don't have a license? Do I go to jail? That's my question. Yeah, there's probably no way to enforce it. Um, apparently, this is to drum up uh, tourism for the annual Oklahoma Bigfoot Festival Ooh, that happens that. in October. You probably didn't know there was Oklahoma Bigfoot Festival. Nope. I didn't know there was Oklahoma Bigfoot Festival. Uh, apparently, it is the Hanobia Festival. And I pulled a video. This time, I pulled a video yeah. from the Hanobia Bigfoot Festival. What's happening out there? What's it, what's it like to go to Bigfoot Fest? Here's a little taste for you. He's the legend of the mountains. This is for you, Johnny. Okay. A silver-haired Choctaw spoke to me. I just shook my head. Loggers in This is my favorite Moldy Peaches song. Told me what she said. This basically is if the Moldy Peaches wrote a Bigfoot song. <laughs> Where of Bigfoot Oh, no. oh God! Look out behind you! Oh shit! I even see. Some say it's true, Bigfoot. There. Oh my God! Dar she blows. Bigfoot may hunt you. Ooh. Got bars. He's big as a This lady slaps banjo. I'll tell you. Is this where they took that famous photo of Bigfoot? No, that's from California. Oh, okay. Is he a beast? A Neanderthal? A oh. human dinosaur? What? A human dinosaur? Where oh, of Bigfoot? Oh shit! Watch out behind you, lady! Bigfoot. Turn around! You got Bigfoot coming right behind you! Bigfoot. If you hunt Bigfoot, Bigfoot looks both peaceful and intimidating. Yeah. He looks like he's like one of those sweaty dudes from like a hardcore show that's like like eyeing the pit. Like I'm gonna get I'm gonna get in there. Yeah. He's just waiting for the good song to drop. Yeah. Kicked over my still. I don't know if I this I don't know if this music video is really doing uh Bigfoot Fest justice. It's, yeah. it's looking a little rural. <laughs> it's looking like there's not much going on there. She gets raunchy when she drops that B in Bigfoot. Dude, roll with it. Do you think there's Bigfoot fetishists out there? Absolutely, dude. That makes sense. Uh the, the big question is it are they called Big footers or big feeders? Big feeders. <laughs> oh, if you're, you're if you're a feeder and also into Bigfoot, you're a big feeder. Big feeder. Bigfoot. You. Anyways, that's all I wanted to share that with you. A little taste of great. the Hanobia Bigfoot. I, I really generally uh, like that. I know it's it's very like wholesome and comforting. Like yeah. I'd be down to go to the Bigfoot Festival in Oklahoma as long as I don't have to buy a license to hunt Bigfoot. I'm like having this moment of like. I know it's like tongue in cheek to be down with cryptids, but like 
it is kind of a like a part of Americana, like all this folklore. Like I just feel like we all. Just, I don't know. I don't know what yeah, I'm trying to say. No, like, I, I know what you're American saying. Culture. I know what you're saying. Like, yeah. People are so logical today, and that's good. Like, I love logical rationality. Yeah. But at the same time, every society has their myths and legends. Yeah. You know, and the ancient Greeks had their mythical creatures like Cerberus and the Hydra. But even modern Americans have our mythical creatures like Bigfoot and... um you know who else i was going to say uh, oh yeah the jersey yeah. devil i was going to say the loch ness monster but yeah. that's not us yeah it's not us we have the jersey devil you're from new jersey yes i've talked about some of uh the local cryptids from oh, southern california but yeah what do you got about your home hometown home state all right i went deep on this shit but um let's see here um so first of all what tell us you're from new jersey did yes. you grow up do they do they embrace the jersey devil over there it's weird. I think you have to kind of seek it out yourself. Like as a kid, I would see a lot of like uh, issues of weird New Jersey around. Okay. And that was kind of like, th there was always this air of like, it's weird here. Like we have some crazy folklore. Um, and then there's like the, the hockey team. That's about it. But like, uh, I also didn't live around the area where the Jersey devil's from. That's uh, the pine barrens. Mm. Um, that place is scary. looks like this behind yeah. us, but more Brown. But, uh, so I don't fully know. Um, but where I grew up, not really, but, uh, I, I like to just like Google stuff as a kid about it. Um, but here I pulled like the complete history. You want to get into that? Uh, I believe when I was a kid, I read a book about the Jersey devil that said a woman gave birth to an abomination that flew out the chimney and that became the Jersey devil. Well, let me read it to you if you're down. Um, so first of all, the New Jersey pine lands is home to miles of pine trees. That's why it's called that. And Sandy Roads, but it's also the home to the New Jersey's most infamous, infamous resident. Jersey Devil. Not Tony Soprano. Apparently not. <laughs> I guess he's fictional and the Jersey Devil's real. That's the difference. Yeah. So like you said, the most widely held uh, belief about the origins of the Jersey Devil is that Mrs. Leeds, the resident of Eastville, was distraught when she learned that she was expecting the third a child for the 13th time. Sounds fake. Sounds Eastville doesn't sound like a real place. And who has 13 <laughs> children? Uh, in disgust, she cried out, let it be the devil. Why would she say that? Uh, the story continues that the child arrived and it was a baby devil. Oh, a baby devil. <laughs> Is that like baby Yoda? Yeah. The child. Um, the creature then gave a screech, unfolded its wings and flew it out of the window into the adjacent swamp. My first question would be history. why fear the child? Yeah. Fear the mother that gave birth to the hell spawn. What kind of freaky stuff is she? Yeah. She to? like screamed, like make it the devil. And then it's like, oh, well you got what you wish for. Yeah. Like this woman was like, ah, make it the devil. And, <laughs> and then it literally became the devil. I think she's a witch. Um, actually, that's a, that's probably the untold part of the story. If I was going to do a movie about the Jersey devil, the mm -hmm. mother would definitely be a witch. Yeah. So that just makes sense. Yeah. Like in that folklore, they're just trying to act like the number 13 is so evil that like your child just ends up being, well, this is what I'm saying. If the story is actually that she's a witch and this is some witch coven shit that she's been planning, like, Oh, our 13th child let it be the devil. <laughs> like the, the story frames her as like an innocent bystander yeah. and victim 
who just happens to be screaming, let my 13th child be the devil. But I think the intellectual in me is going to fill in the gaps here because this story has some holes like a piece of Swiss cheese. (laughs) She was up to some nefarious stuff. I don't think she's so innocent. Mrs. Leeds. Mrs. Leeds. I think she was exactly no mention of a husband. She's a part of a witch's coven. How did she even get pregnant without a husband? They're doing some, some freaky shit, demonic conjuring (laughs) devil worshiping stuff. And that actually lends some credence to the Jersey devil story. Cause it fills in some holes. Uh, when I was doing more research, I, I found there's this one guy. I, I couldn't get his full name, but he, his last name was also Leeds, and he okay. goes around. He, I think he's still alive and he goes around claiming he is related to the Jersey devil. So that's pretty funny. Yeah. But, yeah he's my uncle. Yeah. He, yeah. I call him uncle Frank. He claims to have seen him and all that jazz. Yeah. We, we visit at Christmas. Yeah, he gets drunk on on Thanksgiving and is an asshole. That's why they call him the Jersey Devil. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to do more research about the Jersey Devil, and I was always wondering if there was any like photo evidence. Yeah, of the Jersey Devil, and I found some. Oh, uh, this is probably my favorite story to come out of my research here. Uh, man claims to have photographed mythical New Jersey Devil from the legend dating back centuries. This uh was written about in 2015. And uh, I have some info here. Um, it was photographed by a man named David Black, a resident of the Garden State. Uh, he was driving around 6 p.m. Monday when he saw what he believed to be a llama running outside. Oh, my God. Then suddenly he said the creature spouted wings and took flight into a golf course. Oh, my gosh. The Jersey Devil is haunting a <laughs> golf course. Uh, Black said his heart was racing as he witnessed both a childlike wonder and a deep-seated childlike nightmare. I have the image. <laughs> I've never heard of a deep-seated childlike nightmare. Yeah, me either. Um, how how was your nightmare? Well, it was deep-seated and yeah. childlike. It's been with me for a while. Surprisingly, <laughs> su- surprisingly innocent, but really got under my skin. Uh, do you want to see the image? Heck yeah, I do. Okay. Um, I think it's right here. There it is. This <laughs> cracks me the fuck up because. He, he did it, ladies and gentlemen. He got it. I don't want to be a pessimist here, and I, I don't want to like shit on the Jersey Devil. I think someone threw a goat in the air and took a photo, and it really makes me- uh stuffed animal goat. Also, yeah. like you thought that thing was a llama. Have you seen a llama before? Uh, <laughs> there's that. That is the Jersey Devil. Um. And now I just have a bunch of uh, kind of random encounters with the Jersey Devil. You want me to go through those? Okay, yeah. So in 1909, the Navy uh, started a mass panic in the Pine Barrens overseeing the Jersey Devil. The Uh, Navy did? Yeah. In 1909, members of the Navy were running drills at the Hanover Mill Works in the New Jersey Pine Barrens. A Navy commander named Stephen Deactor. I'm so bad with with last names. Mm Mm-hmm. Claimed that they were uh, practicing shooting cannons when they spotted the Jersey Devil in the distance. They claimed that they even shot the creature with a cannonball. Wow. According to a witness, they saw the cannonball come in direct contact with the Jersey Devil, and yet it was still alive. Somehow. How, how did that even happen? Must be true. I don't know. When the story got out, people had no choice but to believe it must be true because it was coming from the Navy officials. Uh, the public went into an even deep state of panic. Over a thousand people uh, contacted the police claiming they saw the Jersey Devil too. 
Schools were canceled in the towns surrounding the Pine Barrens. Well, if a thousand people saw it, it must be true. Bro, they shot it with a cannon. They fucking shot it. Uh, look. And it Looney Tunes style like came back together. Listen, I'm not saying they saw the Jersey Devil. What did they see though? They saw something. I mean, they shot something with a cannon and a thousand other people in the neighborhood saw it. This would be. What an, was it? This would be an amazing cover up of like they accidentally shot someone with a cannonball. And like, maybe it was a person. Maybe it was a Sasquatch. Maybe it was the Jersey Devil. We don't know. All right. In 1927, the Jersey Devil attacked a cab driver. Oh, shit. In 1927, a cab driver got a flat tire in the middle of the night in Salem City, New Jersey. He got out of his car to change the tire, but the terrifying creature emerged from the woods and tried to attack him. The driver got back into the car, but the Jersey Devil was pounding on the roof of the car as it was trying to get inside. So there's that. As far as I know, it seems like nobody has successfully fought the Jersey Devil. And presumably this thing is still alive. Still alive and kicking and ready to terrorize you on a dark night where you try to change a tire in the middle of the woods. Um, this next one I find unbelievably interesting. And if I were to make a movie about the New Jersey Devil, it would be this. Okay. In 1883, the Jersey Devil was on display at the Ark Museum in Philadelphia. Um, the Ark Museum in Philadelphia specialized in displaying hoaxes. It spreads posters around town claiming that they had captured the Jersey Devil. Okay. And that it was on display in their museum. Uh, it was the body of a kangaroo with wings attached, and they rebranded it as this taxidermy as the New Jersey Devil. But here's the thing that happened, uh, or why people were so baffled by it. At the time, Amer a lot of Americans had never seen kangaroos before. Oh, so, awesome. So they, they're like, what the fuck is that? Um, they sold tickets for only a dime, and I have a picture of uh, one of their uh, posters that they set up around. Uh, All right, let's see it. Let's see what the kangaroo devil looks like. It's just a drawing, but I love it. Well, I mean, caught the Leeds devil alive. Leads al alive are you kidding me <laughs> do they sew wings to a live kangaroo i hope not it says here that uh the research i was doing said it was just a taxidermy so i think uh they were trying to get people in there by saying it was alive captured friday after terrific struggle yeah we just got him just on just this friday i mean this is fresh uh the fresh devil right here this is also where i don't know if you ever heard the of the australian vampires no, uh, the, the same place in Philly uh, before rebranding it as the New Jersey Devil was calling that thing the Australian vampire. The Australian, they'll, they'll just go with any. So it's a marketing. Ploy. Yeah, like they'll call it whatever. Pretty soon it's going to be a blue whale because people yeah. want to see blue whales <laughs> and they don't know what they look. Like. Um, and here's another one I have uh, the Wharton State Forest deaths of 1980. This one is a little graphic, so prepare yourself for that. Classic um, Johnny. The, the Wharton State uh, Forest is smack dab in the middle of the Pine Barrens. Um, the chief forest ranger named Alan McFarlane was called out of South Jersey Farm near the Wharton State Forest. The entire park, uh, the, excuse me, the entire pack of the farmer's pigs had been brutally slaughtered in the middle of the night. Uh, the back of each pig's head had been eaten as if something was perched on their backs and ate their brains. 
Uh, whatever killed the pigs left the rest of the bodies alone and moved on to the next animal. What? Uh, this, uh, this type of attack is not normal behavior for many of the local animals. Yeah, and the no mystery shit. has never been solved. That one is actually eerie, and I saved that one for last, because, like... Well, yeah. I'll solve that one. That guy killed his pigs. That guy fucked up his own pigs just for... ate their brains? Just for... Yeah, that guy was biting pigs all night. Pig biting. <laughs> Pig biting. Just for a publicity stunt, because that's crazy. Yeah, that would be sad if that is the truth. What do you think? Is the Jersey Devil real? I don't... I mean, I want to believe... But I mean, I think we would know if there was a fucking evil entity I think, chilling in the woods. I think for hundreds of years. Yeah, I don't know. Same with Sasquatch, too. Well, it's interesting because with Sasquatch, you never know because it always seems like there's a massive cover up going on. Yeah. Uh, with case in point, just me researching this very episode, some peculiar things started happening. I want everybody out there to do me a favor. Figure out this conspiracy for yeah. me. Pause this episode right now. Go to Google. Type this in. Olympians reveal. Do they believe in Bigfoot? This is a story. I have the image of this. Look at this. This is what your Google search is going to look like. Look at how many times this story comes up. June 28th, 2021. This is a story from about two or three weeks ago. I found this story in preparation for this episode yeah. in which they interview all of the 2021 Olympians from America and ask them a simple question. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Yeah. Most of them say no. Simone Biles says no. <laughs> but there is one Olympian. In particular, a swimmer named Caleb Dressel, who says he does believe in Bigfoot, and he encountered the monster on a family camping trip. And I was going to, I didn't watch the rest of the video because I was going to save it for this episode yeah, yeah, yeah. He, so that we could watch it, it together. Yeah. But what happened three days later, the video has been scrubbed from the internet. You cannot find this video anywhere. Nowhere. Google search this for yourself. Olympians reveal, do they believe in Bigfoot? You're going to have the search results and every single link you click is going to be a 404 error. The link is dead. The video has been pulled. Why? I searched what's high happening. And low. What don't they want us to know? What is the CIA or whoever is behind this conspiracy? Trying to hide from the public. My theory. Yeah. Probably makes the Olympians look really yeah, bad. If they, <laughs> if they're going on record being like, yeah, I saw Bigfoot. Yeah. I believe in Bigfoot and everybody in America is like, this is how, what we're sending this, yeah. this. I think it just makes them look bad, but you know, I don't know. Cause I mean, you uploaded the video and then you pulled it. So what's going on there? Look it up for yourself. You're not going to be able to see the video. I, if anybody out there can somehow send that find this video, track down the metadata. I don't even know how that's possible. <laughs> Dude, if you could hack into find this video, send it to us. We will leak it on this show. Dude. We will let Caleb. We will let Caleb Dressel's words be heard. The public needs to know. Um, I have one final New Jersey devil thing. If okay. With that. Okay. So I, I, like you, I also wanted to go into the modern times here. Uh, -huh. uh, six flags is opening up a Jersey devil coaster, the tallest and fastest of its kind in the world. 
Nice. Um, Six Flags is offering a devilish, devilishly good time in their newest ride at Great Adventure. The Jersey Devil Coaster will have a cutting edge experience, according to Six Flags. The coaster will climb 130 feet into the air and reach top speeds of 58 miles per hour. I have a photo of this on here because it might be the most insane coaster I've ever seen in my life. So we got some cool devil stuff. Okay, that looks like the logo to a bottle of beer. Yeah. Craft beer. But then check out the car. Whoa! And also... That looks like some Hellraiser stuff. It is the longest... Like, it it broke records for being the longest single-track coaster. I have video of it if you're down to see some of that. Yeah, sure. Fire it up. I like roller coasters. These guys look way too happy to be riding such a hellacious roller coaster. Yeah, single track. I've, I don't think I've ever been on a single track coaster in my life. Uh, this thing, at first I was kind of like, oh, that looks cool. But then seeing it in action, I was like, this, the single track make, seems like it makes it scarier. In well, my um, yeah, I'm not sure. But, I mean, what's the benefit of being on a single track? Like I think I think you can do like different maneuvers. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so steep. I rode X at Six Flags uh-huh. Magic Mountain here in California, and that thing is insane. Um, that has like moving chairs and it's super huge. Yeah, this, look, this looks pretty smooth. This looks that pretty is fun. true. Yeah, for some reason, like the single track like really f- makes me feel like I'm gonna fall off the edge. But uh, yeah, uh, that's about it. this looks pretty typical. That maneuver right there. That's what you can do on a single track. You can do these cool like corkscrews. I played roller coaster tycoon. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Ooh, look at this little loop here. Yeah. So this is the longest in the world. I think right now, single track. Oh, um, it just looks like a roller coaster. Also, yeah. I love when the theming of these roller coasters stops the minute you walk past the front door. Yeah. And then it's like a death machine in a parking lot. Always. Yep. And that's it. That's pretty much it. There. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, I do. Next time I'm in, I'm in New Jersey. I'm, I'm definitely going on that thing. Hell yeah. I don't know. I feel like my time with roller coasters has come to an end. I don't, really? I don't need that kind of excitement anymore oh, in my life. Roller coaster. Um, I don't want to harp on Bigfoot for too much longer. So my last two stories I will say is Bigfoot was sighted uh-huh. on May 20th in Ashland. Okay. Uh, um, I believe that's outside of Virginia, Ashland, Virginia. Um, what's the story here? A 20 year old woman walked out of a 24 hour gym around midnight <laughs> when she turned and saw it to head to her car in a well-lit parking lot. There were no other vehicles in the lot on that side of the building. She reported though, that she was not alone. She heard a twig snap and looked and saw a creature seven or eight feet tall covered Jeez. in gray fur. And oh, racing older. back into the woods about 30 yards away. It was far too large, uh, likely several hundred pounds, and moved too quickly to be a man. She believed <laughs> that she had witnessed Sasquatch. Old man Sasquatch. And I mentioned this earlier, but they're, they're having a Bigfoot festival in Florida, um, in Lakeland, Florida, where uh, they're offering a safe space for people to come and compare their Bigfoot stories and theories. Organizers of the event are saying that people who have sighted Bigfoot are often ridiculed or made fun of for their sightings and are afraid to come forward. So at this festival, which, um, gosh, I want to say it's called Bigfoot Fest, but it's it's not. I can't find the name of it. Do do you know when it's happening or did it happen already? Um, 
It is going to be happening Saturday, July 10th. I believe that's this Saturday. Oh, shit. When this episode airs, there'll be fucking Bigfoot Fest. It's it's happening Dude. while this episode is happening. If you live uh, in Florida, turn this off. Turn go this right off there. and go down there. Get us, Send some, us some photos. On, on site review. Uh, tickets are $20. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, Florida is the uh, state with the third most Bigfoot sightings in the country. There have been up to 150 sightings of skunk apes. Okay. Sasquatches or Bigfoots in Florida. Big feats. Big feats. Um, I believe that is pretty much all of my evidence. Yeah. And I'm, stories I'm, here. I'm all done too. I had a couple more videos, but I don't think that they're very compelling. Okay. Um, maybe I'll do a follow-up episode where sure. we just show off some, it's hard to find video evidence. Yeah. Especially recent video evidence. So, you know, um, one thing we didn't cover is kind of the famous Bigfoot picture. I was doing yes. research on that. Uh, that thing comes from California. It's from the mid fifties. I think for 10 years after that photo and video came out, there was a lot of Bigfoot uh, fever here in California, which probably explains Bigfoot why there were fever. so many sightings. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, I like the local legends a little bit more. Me too. They have a little bit more flair and flavor. Um, I didn't even go into it in my research, but there were a string. Uh, I didn't go into it. And you'll know why there were a string of gruesome murders Ooh. out in the desert that were blamed on the Sasquatches living there, which is kind of sad when you think yeah. about it. Um, you know, people have been asking us to do a cryptid episode for a long time, and I was excited to do it. But in preparation for this episode, I was a little bit disappointed to find that there's just not a lot of evidence, especially modern day evidence. Yeah, I was having a similar thing with like the Jersey Devil where I love all these like crazy stories, but a lot of video evidence was like someone talking for 30 minutes. Yeah. And a lot of the sightings are at least 30 or 40 years old. Yeah. At, at least, you know, going back to the uh, 80s and 90s, the majority of them come from even earlier than that. Uh, post 2000, it's very few and far between yeah. the, the sightings, especially the reputable sightings. I mean, I mentioned the woman who saw uh, Bigfoot coming out of the gym. That's basically the only story I could tell you. We read a story on here a few weeks ago about a shooting that happened in Kentucky mm -hmm. in supposed Bigfoot country, but it was never confirmed if they saw Bigfoot in yeah. that in that story. Or just thought they saw Bigfoot and shot a person accidentally. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but um, I think in the future we could definitely do another cryptid episode and like have it be exclusively like Mothman. Have you ever talked to anyone about Mothman before? No, I don't know much about Mothman. Uh, West Virginia local legend. And if you talk to anyone from West Virginia, they'll be like, no, he's real. Mothman is real. Huh. Uh, I would love to do another cryptid episode, but we're going to have to focus on Mothman and I want to do something on ghosts. Yes. Because I feel like in my research about cryptids and Bigfoot, I was continually being pushed towards ghosts where people were, you know, I'm searching for evidence and there's a lot more video evidence of supposed ghost activity than yeah. there is like Bigfoot activity. So we might be able to cover that in an upcoming episode. I think we could do a ghost episode easy and even another alien episode. I feel like even more stuff has been coming. out. Yeah. And I want to remind people, if you enjoyed this episode and you haven't seen everything we've done, yeah. go back and find our UFO spectacular that we broadcasted uh, a few months ago, earlier yes. this year from hangar 64, a very special set <laughs> that we designed 
just for that episode. There was a lot more compelling evidence for UFOs. And since that episode has come out, the United States government has released their report on the videos that we covered in that episode. So if we were to do a follow-up episode, we could talk about what the U.S. has said. But I was a little bit disappointed with those reports because it was basically like, yeah, we don't know. And it was like, yeah, well, that's all what I already thought. I already knew we didn't know. Neil deGrasse Tyson came out and he was like, we could, we could show his reaction. I'll I'll leave that. We'll do a follow up episode on the UFOs, but I think that's going to conclude our cryptid episode, Mm -hmm. uh, featuring Bigfoot and the Jersey devil. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we will do another episode. Let us know what cryptids you would like us to research and talk about or any paranormal stories, paranormal activity, mythical creatures, urban legends, whatever tickles your fancy. Let us know. I like deep diving and doing research. Uh, today's episode was kind of focused on stuff that I had been interested to hear locally in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what all the stories are out there. What are, what are the local legends from your part of the country? I'm really fascinated to hear about those local stories. I, I appreciate that. We stayed local to our areas like that. It seems special to me share that with each other yeah um but you know if somebody has a hot tip out there you know another uh a cryptid that i've always been really interested uh-huh. in is el chupacabra yeah damn so, i even thought about that yeah so we have a similar to the jersey Devil. we have a lot more yeah legendary creatures to talk about on this show but for today we're gonna wrap it up tune in next week uh we're gonna have a very special guest we're gonna interview an internet soldier who has gone on to explode on youtube he goes by the name robert idk we're gonna be talking about him about uh talking to him about his meteoric rise on youtube and also robert idk claims to be a hardcore internet soldier we're gonna put him to the test but uh spoiler alert He's a hardcore internet yeah, he soldier. Yeah, yeah. He really is. I was uh, really surprised. <laughs> yeah, it was, was awesome. a it was an awesome interview, and uh, you're all really going to enjoy it. So come on back next week for that talk. We're gonna be back to our normal hijinks. But for today, this has been the Cryptid Special. Yeah, this uh, is uh, Johnny Arizona and Pegleg Derek <laughs> signing off. Uh, and uh, can you do your best impression of Bigfoot in the woods here? Are you into doing that? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Well, I heard that Bigfoot really responds to uh, tribal drum beats and okay. like howling calls. Okay, so, so I'll, I'll do be that. Like, uh... oh, are you doing it? Yeah. Okay. Uh.